ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast, what I want to talk about is uh, hip hop. I actually want to answer some hip hop questions. Um, As some of you may know, uh, a few years ago, I had this Internet radio show called the 12 Radio Show. And from time to time, particularly if I didn't have any topics or anything in particular that I wanted to discuss, I would reach out to my audience and you know ask them, hey, what do you want to talk about? And so one particular week I asked and, you know, anybody knows me uh, and the people who listen knew this, that uh, I'm a huge hip hop head. And so I had several people email me um, hip hop questions and, uh, you know, we were supposed to kind of attack it over the air. Some of them made it to the air. Some of them didn't. I can't even remember which ones. But nonetheless, I kept like my show notes in this little folder or whatever like this. And, and just the other day I was going through um, some old emails and I found the folder and the questions were still in the email and it looks like they weren't answered. So uh, I was like, you know what? This would be pretty good. Uh, and something that I think would be dope to put on the podcast. And so I will give you (laughs) the answers to some pretty relevant hip hop questions. Even though this was a few years ago, uh, the questions aren't dated. So, uh, you know, much like everything on this podcast uh, is still relevant to this day. Um, So the first question that I got on here, do you think rappers from the golden era would approve of the music being made today. <laughs> uh, in short, the answer is no. Um, but I think most, I think most MCs from the golden era, uh, and maybe the silver era and the bronze era, uh, I think they understand some of them understand the plight that you know a lot of rappers are in right now but would they approve of the music no uh and that's because it's not because you know they're being old and they're being haters or anything like that i think it was a situation particularly in the golden era where you had to have a skill you know, it wasn't about how you looked. <laughs> it wasn't about how many records you sold. It wasn't about, you know, your marketing campaign or anything like that. You literally had to have skills. And, you know, not only did you have to have skills and the audience demanded that you could actually rap, but the your fellow peers, your fellow rappers and MCs, you know, they, they demanded that as well. So it didn't matter. It didn't matter how hot you were. <laughs> Hell, Hammer was hot. <laughs> Hammer sold records. Vanilla Ice sold records. But could you rock a party? Could you turn it out? Could you make could you make yourself known and make a, a name for yourself based on the lyrics that you spit on, on wax or, you know, freestyle or whatever the case may be? And so... You know, to answer the question, no, 
MCs from the golden era, no, they wouldn't approve because I think nowadays a lot of the uh, the ability to actually rap is gone. You know, rapping is more than just rhyming words. I mean, it's like, I guess the best way I can put it is like this. Um, just because you put 10 sentences together doesn't make it a paragraph. There has to be a... Uh, a beginning, a middle, and an ending. I mean, every paragraph to every story and every story has to be structured. It has to be structured as such. You can't just put stuff together and just think that, you know, that's what it is. And I think a lot of times, you know, when you listen to, and I don't want to say all, when you listen to quite a few of the most popular rappers of today, that's what it's about. It's about just, hey, I'm just putting sentences together. I'm rhyming words. And so, no, I think, you know, the, um, the 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 MCs from that era, no, that they, they wouldn't approve of the music. I think they would probably pull, most of them would probably pull these MCs and rappers aside and, and, and give them knowledge and guidance if they could. Uh, but, nah, I mean, and to be honest, if we're keeping it a buck, I mean, there were rappers from the golden era that didn't like other rappers in the golden era <laughs> didn't approve of their music so i mean you go ask melly mel from grandmaster and the furious five if he liked run dmc or if he liked ll he didn't you know i mean and so like and that was the generation before the golden era generation came on so you know and then the golden era that when they gave way to the silver and bronze era, you know, so it was like you go ask, you know, LL, you know, was he enthusiastic about Jay-Z when Jay-Z broke on the scene? No, he probably wasn't. But hip hop is a competitive sport. But as far as answering the question, would they approve of the music? No, they probably wouldn't. And it's because it's not a lot. So much of what was back then and it's not so much as trying to make make sure that things stay the way that they were. It was just a different era and it was about lyricism. And again, it didn't matter how you looked, didn't matter who your man was <laughs> or what could you rhyme and could you move the crowd? You know, record sales and all of that other stuff is irrelevant. And so when you ask people people from that era that's what's important to them. Lyricism and being able to be a good MC, a great MC. Um, if you don't have that, then, you know, no, nah, they, they probably would not approve of that. Um, second question. Has the Internet helped or hurt the art of rap? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Right. I think the Internet uh, has helped because in a sense the internet allows you to reach people all over um, at the click of a button uh, technology is is a, is a wonderful thing um, many of you <laughs> who don't know me personally and could be in different parts of the world can listen to this podcast strictly because of the internet so, no, I would never, you know, dump on the Internet in that aspect. As many of you listen that feel a certain connection with me or feel like you know me 
even not having met me ever before in life. And some of you will never meet me, <laughs> but there's a connection and that's cool. And that's what, you know, the internet does. Um, so I think it, 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 it has helped expose rap and it's taking rap and hip hop to different corners of the world where it would have never reached. It's reached people that it, it would have normally never reached. Um, People from all walks of life, all social, social, economic backgrounds, you name it, it's there. Uh, so I think it's helped in that aspect. I think the Internet's actually hurt as well because, you know, anybody with a halfway decent SoundCloud page can rap, can put the song on SoundCloud you know, get, uh, you know, a couple of thousand people to listen to it or what have you. And it's about streams and how many people listen um, nowadays. But, you know, there's not a lot of talent in doing that. And it's not to say that, you know, you SoundCloud rappers that's out there aren't talented. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that, uh, you know, there was a time where you had to kind of there was a, a, I don't want to say protocol, but there was kind of like a game plan that you had to follow. Uh, you know, the internet changed that. You don't have to, you don't have to go to Def Jam and, you know, sign a seven album deal or anything like you had to do back in 1988. You know, it's different. You know, you can, you can be an independent artist and, you know, tour off of the albums that you make and never sign a quote unquote major label deal. Um, so the internet has been a gift and a curse. I think uh, one of the downsides of the internet, as far as hip hop is concerned, is that you know hip hop didn't necessarily use a whole lot of instrumentation to begin with. Um, but I, I, you see less and less of it now. Um, you know, the internet has again popularized a lot of things that were. Uh, probably not as popular or wouldn't have been as popular had there not been such an internet. Um, case in point, I mean, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, I enjoy the Pee Wee Herman dance. Uh, I think everybody from that era enjoyed the Pee Wee Herman dance. But, you know, nowadays, you all, all it takes is a catchy hook and a silly little dance. And, you know, it, quote unquote, goes viral. And next thing you know, you got a hit and you're on the charts and it's streaming and you're, you know, getting some level of success. Um, probably not sustained, but it's success nonetheless. And so, you know, I think the Internet provides a field ground for more one hit wonders and people who are here today going tomorrow. And that's not to say that it didn't happen, quote unquote, back in the day. But I think the Internet actually festers for that. Um, next question is there a difference between a rapper and an artist and what does that mean to you um, yes there's a huge difference between a rapper and an artist uh, an artist I, I look at an artist as an MC um, and a rapper you know a rapper really is they're about rapping <laughs> they're about their rapidy raps and they're about you know the public and they're about, you know, their money or their business or their social media game. Um, an artist or an MC is really about cultivating their craft 
and in cultivating their craft, they're actually cultivating the culture of hip hop. Um, so, and that's no, not like I, I'll give you an example, right? Take somebody like Drake. Drake, I mean, arguably is the hottest rapper in the game right now, um, and has been for the last few years. But Drake is a pop artist, you know. <laughs> he's a pop artist who can rap. He's not, you know, he's not someone who is. And it's not to cast any aspersions on Drake as a as a person, but he's not someone out here that's giving you bar for bar and just you know giving it his all. And and really, he doesn't strike me as someone that cares about the artistry of his music, nor even even less about the artistry of hip hop. Um, he's about his money. And I, bro, I'm not mad. Anybody going to get their money, get your money. Um, but no, he's not a hip hop artist. He's a pop artist. He's a pop star, if you will. Uh, and again, that's no knock on Drake. That's just, that's the lane that he's in. And trust me when I tell you, I understand. And I'm not mad at him for running in the lane that he, he runs in. And Drake, to his credit, has figured out that this is the lane that he needs to be in. And damn it, he's going to stay in this lane. <laughs> and again i'm not mad at him you know um but no there's a big difference between a rapper and a hip-hop artist uh hip-hop artists again they they tend to really care about cultivating their community um being a little bit bigger than the words that they say and i think that goes a long way and i mean like you can look at people and tell it's to me, and it may be because of the era that I'm from, it's like night and day, right? And I don't knock any of the young boys, you know, for, for doing what they do. I mean, like, I live in Atlanta, right? And one of the biggest acts, you know, to come from this city in the last 10 years are the Migos. Now, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I know their names, but I mean, like, I literally could walk past those dudes tomorrow on the street. And if it did, if they didn't have a shirt that said Migos on it, I couldn't tell you who those dudes were. <laughs> but, you know, they're not here to, you know, bust and give you a hot 16. It's just not, that's not their lane. They're, they have the party music. They have the music that people want to. And, and that's the thing, too, that you have to understand, too, about this type of music. Um, when you're a rapper, you kind of care about the music. So it's about your sound. It ain't about what you're saying. You ever talk to someone who listens to hip hop and they and the first thing they say, oh, man, did you hear that new Migos song? That beat was tight. Man, I don't care about no beat. <laughs> I mean, to me, the beat is secondary. Anybody can get a dope beat. I mean, I don't listen to music for the beat. Yeah, the beat is dope. I mean... Like one of my favorite hip hop beats was grinding. And yeah, on the track, the clips aren't talk. They're not talking about, you know, I take seven MCs, put them in a line. <laughs> they're not on the rapidy raps, but they're rhyming on it. And, you know, the beat is 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 one of the most craziest beats I've ever heard in hip hop. But it's a beat. You know, it, it to me, you got to say something over the beat. I don't care what you're saying. I mean, I, I care about what you're saying, but you got to have something to hook me. And so, no, I, I you could put the Migos over the grinding beat. <laughs> I don't know how it would go because I don't know if you could skirt, skirt over that. But, hey, you know, I don't know. 
but um again it's no knock on migos or anybody else like that it's just i think where hip-hop has changed is that where that used to be you know not the main thing that everybody would be shooting for is that seems to be the the norm as of now um but yeah there's a huge difference between rappers and a hip-hop artist um next question has it been okay has it become okay to be a phony in rap music does it matter if a rapper lies to you um to me authenticity matters um but i can also place people where they are uh case in point like i i will listen to rick ross rick ross when he wants to is a very good rapper in my opinion a very good rapper i enjoy most of his music um it's not something that I'm going to listen to every day. I could put it. I like to put Rick, Ricky Rose on when I hit the gym. <laughs> I always say Rose got that gym music. You know, I, I, he's got quite a few songs on my gym playlist when I go work out. Right. Um, but yeah, nah. if I'm just chilling in the car, I'm probably not going to be listening to Rick Ross. Um, but, you know, we we know Rick Ross's background. He's you know, he was a former correctional facilities officer um and so now he went from that to being you know this drug kingpin and i mean you know he's sold more dope and all of this stuff in the songs. i mean you have to it's entertainment people i don't really it, it helps if someone is authentic but i think nowadays the authenticity is pretty much gone because just about everybody and i find this interesting probably just about everybody in the last 15, 20 years that has been a successful rapper used to sell drugs. I refuse to believe that everybody sold dope. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Oh, yeah. Before I got on, I used to I, I used to sell dope. Yeah. Really? Used to sell dope? Really? Okay, bro. Um, so, nah. I, I, to me, it matters, but it, it, don't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, like, I can differentiate between people. Um, I knew, like, like I'll use Jay-Z for an example, like we knew Jay-Z's story and we know very little of Jay-Z's story. And he spoke in such a way that, you know, it, it left a lot to our imagination. But, you know, we knew when he said he used to hustle, he used to hustle. I mean, like it, it's no secret about that. But, um, you know, it, it's you, I think you kind of have to take it all with a grain of salt. Now, and I, I also did. I think it depends on who the message is coming from, whether or not you believe it or not. Um, you know, now Drake using him as, as an example, again, came out and, you know, was killing people in songs and all that stuff like that. Then, yeah, I probably look at him strange. But I mean, let's not forget. I mean, N.W.A. killed 20,000 people in songs. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but we knew or at least we were told to believe that easy e was a gangster and he appeared to be a gangster so you know we kind of took his word for it <clears throat> we didn't know any any different so yeah um i don't want to say it's okay but i think it's more accepted that you know people not necessarily fact checking these people as far as their background and where they're coming from and stuff like that uh but i i will say this much it's a form of entertainment so just treat it as such i mean like you know so i don't 
I'm not tripping that Rick Ross was a corrections officer. It doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. Um, next question. When it comes to hip hop, why has New York fallen off and Atlanta has become the hot spot? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, and that question was from a couple of years ago and it's still relevant to this day. Um, me being someone who is tenured in hip hop, uh, <laughs> I remember when, you know, New York was the shit, really. I mean, like it was really the shit that I mean, like you, everything hip hop related, rap related came out of New York. You know, and I mean, if you said you were from New York, you were the shit, too. <laughs> um, I think what happened was, you know, um. New York really just got to a place where they became too big, if you will. And um, you saw a point in history where you had rappers, quote unquote, battling for supremacy as the king of New York, if you will. Um, meanwhile, down south, shit was bubbling. And I remember a time in hip hop where it wasn't cool to be from the south. I mean, like you just... You know, they say we talk slow, <laughs> we talk funny, and you know, there was a point in time where, you know, all that came from the South, or at least people in hip hop, what they knew from the South was booty shake. They knew Luke. Shout out to the great Uncle Luke. Um, but that's all they knew. So, it, you know, in the mid '80s, you know, that's pretty pretty much what you had. And then, you know, as we, you know, moved into the 90s, you know, it started bubbling, you know, down south in, in Houston with uh, Ghetto Boys. And then, you know, the city that I live in, Atlanta, started bubbling. Um, and I think what happened was ultimately New York got too big and got too, you know, too big for itself, if you will. And, uh, you know, Atlanta started coming up and, I, it, you know. Outcast obviously was at the forefront of that movement and you know them getting shunned at the source source was probably was the thing that set them off and set the south off um and of course I've talked you know about their albums and you know once that domino fell the door fell and then everybody else just kind of rushed in and you know one thing that I can always point back to is that and it started in the, the late 90s especially into the early 2000s, you would have uh, like, let's say Outkast would do a video. And I mean, like you might get cameos and, and even people just showing up from other rappers from around the city. So Luda might show up. Um, T.I. and Jeezy might come through. Uh, if, if Outkast was doing something at a club or something like that, you would have other rappers that would come from the city, from different parts of the city that would come kick it at the club and and like they would just post up and post pictures and it was just they showed each other love even if they weren't in a video even if they weren't collabing on songs and then that spread throughout the south so then it went from you know not just atlanta to you know the cats from tennessee who had an impact in hip-hop uh all the way down to florida and so forth and so on and it just spread to houston um and there was a unified front and so Atlanta kind of became the centerpiece of that. Meanwhile, New Yorkers, you know, if two dudes, if, if you had two MCs from New York, you had one from Brooklyn and one from Queens, 
you know, if they weren't in the same crew, they wasn't showing up. You wasn't going to see Jadakiss showing up at no, uh, he wasn't showing up at Fabulous's, uh, you know, um, video shoot. Uh, and there's no knock on those two. I'm just, I'm using them as an example. Um, and, you know, New York just, I mean, it just got too big. And they they slept. And then when the movement came, uh, you know, the West had it on lock for a little bit. And then once the, the, the rain was let loose from the West, uh, the South took over, Atlanta in particular. And it's been that way. And Atlanta's been on its way for the last few years. It's been, I don't know, better part of 10 years now. 10, 10, somewhere between 10, 15 years now. And they've had a stranglehold on hip-hop. And, and it's funny because a lot of people look at Atlanta for hip-hop. And I am so distanced from <laughs> the hip-hop scene in Atlanta uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like I'm so distanced from it because the kind of music that comes out of Atlanta, I don't necessarily relate to. So I there's no, I don't knock it. I'm glad that they rep the city, and that's that's dope because this is, you know, this is my adopted hometown. But nah, I mean, again, Migos, one of the biggest acts in hip hop. I, I couldn't tell you two Migos songs. You know, get your money. I'm not mad at you. It, you know, it's it's a win for the city, but you know, nah. I think my last wave of Atlanta rappers that I really, really rolled with was like the era of Jeezy and T.I. when they when, they, when those cats came out. So um, Jeezy's when Jeezy's first album, first couple albums came out, that was the last wave of Atlanta. After that, I just really kind of stopped kicking it with Atlanta rap. Um, I, li- <clears throat> I don't want to say I listen to it. I- I'm aware of it. I'll put it like that. Um, but yeah, New York is different. New York is different. I don't I don't know that New York will ever get that title back. Um, And, you know, it's just it is what it is. Um, Last question. Do you think that rap music breeds violence and misogyny? Uh, I wouldn't say that it breeds uh, misogyny and violence, but it definitely profits from it. Um, I think violence and misogyny are you know, microcosms of what we see in society. And, you know, if you have that prevalent in society, you'll have it prevalent in your music. Um, but it's always profited from it. I think it's, um, you know, from, I mentioned Uncle Luke, you know, I mean, you go look at that as nasty as they want to be album cover. One of the most iconic album covers of all time in hip hop. I mean, that's probably misogynistic as you, as you can get. I mean, like, I remember being in college at South Carolina State University, and uh, you throw in that Akineli, put it in your mouth. <laughs> Man, every girl was in the club singing that song, and they didn't care. I mean, so it's it's not cool. Um, it's, it's really accepted. I don't really know how much you can do to change that. Um but again, I don't think hip hop breeds it. I think it's definitely profited from it. And I mean, the violence aspect of it, you can say what you want. I would never blame violence in America. I mean, America's violent as hell. Hell, we, we took over this country in a violent manner. So and that was long before hip hop. So we took over this country from people who lived here and then brought a whole race of people here and enslaved them. I mean, how much more violent can you be? So no, nah, I'll never blame that on rap. Um Oh, one more question. Um, is hip hop ready for a gay or transgender rapper? Uh, 
I think so. I think uh, it's only a matter of time before a transgender rapper comes out if there's not any out already. And then when I say come out, I mean like in the mainstream. I don't mean like, you know, just some backpack rapper. Um, a gay rapper, definitely. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the numbers alone will tell us that there's plenty of gay rappers out here now. Maybe some mainstream gay rappers. They just haven't come out yet. So um, I think they're, I think hip hop is ready for that. I think for the most part, I think people have now. I think people have moved on and moved past their biases and prejudices when it comes to that. Um but, you know, there's going to be a level of uh, society that doesn't agree with it. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not part of it. I don't care what people do behind closed doors. I really don't. Um, and if you can rap, you can rap. I don't care. You know, <laughs> if you got some hot shit, I'm listening to you. So, um, but yeah, it, I, I don't think, I think it's a matter of time. Uh, I, I think that will definitely happen. Is hip hop ready for it? Of course they are. I mean, I, I, I think... Again, most hip hop fans, they care about the music. You know, I mean, hell, there's people that still follow Kanye. And not to say Kanye's gay, but I mean, for all of the quote unquote stupid stuff that he says and does, I mean, it, people still want to hear his music. They don't care about him walking around with Trump hats and all this other dumb shit that he says. So, you know, take it for what it is. Um, but yeah, that is the end. That is the hip hop questions. Um, again, those were old questions, but still relevant to to this day. Um, as always, want to thank you for listening to the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, so that's going to do it for me again. Thanks again for checking out my podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.